What's up, Southwest Virginia? Welcome back to episode 18. Yes, I said 18 and I messed it up last time. So this is actually episode 18. So of season two of Beats, Brews, and Buddies, I'm your host, Travis Schmidt. This is... Laura Quadrado. What, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. We are changing things up today. Uh, good old Jeremy Price is playing a gig, which is pretty awesome for a Tuesday night because we record on Tuesday. So here in the Roanoke Valley. So... So tonight on our beat with the lovely Miss Quadrado, we're going to talk about marriage, playing music together, starting a new band, running sound, and being a female lead singer with our buddies, Abby and Andy Nykirk. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Welcome to the show. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Just so much for having us. Nerves? Little nerves? Maybe a little bit. That's okay. First podcast. Nerves are okay. Uh, first podcast ever. First podcast ever. ever. It's my first podcast ever, too, so well, it's okay. Well, then we might be in for a wild ride. We're, we're in for <laughs> something special. So because we are Beats, Brews, and Buddies, uh, Laura, what are we drinking today? We are drinking Bold Rock, and I've got a beautiful description of Bold Rock here. So founded by John Washburn and Brian Shanks in June of 2012, Bold Rock Hard Cider is America's leading regional craft cider brand. I did not know that. Producing accessible hard cider varieties with bold and refreshing flavor from locally sourced apples in Nellysford, Virginia and Mills River, North Carolina. In addition to the two production facilities and tap rooms, Bold Rock offers a downtown Asheville, North Carolina tap room and restaurant, as well as a small outpost at Carter Mountain Orchard near Charlottesville, Virginia. Bold Rock is also now featured at Brewers at 4001 Yancey, a collaboration <laughs> tap room in Charlotte, North Carolina. Beyond brick and mortar locations, Bold Rock distributes over 20 states primarily on the East Coast and has expanded beyond hard cider to include hard tea, hard lemonade, craft spirits, and ready to drink craft cocktails. Beautifully read. Wow. I would have done horrible. I did not know any of I that. Wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even know how to pre- pronounce Yancey. So. <laughs> I was nervous. Oh, you did much better than I would. So let me read this awesome bio. Andy and Abby Nykirk are Roanoke natives and newlyweds. They met at Journey Church when Andy joined the church band. While Abby was primarily playing uh, played music at church, Andy has been playing in bands like AM Avenue, Rutledge, Long Story Short, and was a founding member of the Jerry Wimmer Trio. Andy plays guitar, bass, and is a vocalist. In part with playing music, Andy has gotten into live and studio audio engineering, in part mixing the songs for online church services. You also do that at uh, um, Martin's, so we'll talk about that too. Yeah, Yeah. And then Abby sings and plays a bit of piano, just a little bit. Smidge. Smidge. Smidge (laughs) bit of piano. And they have recently started a band together called The Blend and are excited to play more music together. Sweet. Well, welcome, guys. Thank so you. now the hard part's done. Now we can just sit and, <laughs> sit and chat So get through all the Travis the read logistics. it. You read it well. I did. You know what really helps is the larger font. That's true. So when you have to squint and look at these notes, it's not great. So, so why don't you guys like start off the show by telling us a little bit more about yourselves. Uh, and your history with this uh, valley. You want to go first? Uh, sure. Such a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, by day, I am a wedding photographer and videographer. Um, 
and I don't have as as much of a history with music as Andy does. Um, I was in the Reno College Children's Choir when I was yes. in elementary school, um, and then I had a little little band called Three Sixteen Elm when I was in high school. Was that where you lived? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we actually were going to a church like talent competition, um, and our worship leader was like, "Hey, you guys should form this band." So we did. We won the talent yeah, competition. Did. <laughs> yeah, um, did. And then we played a few gigs here and there. But yeah, I primarily just sing at church. Um, super excited to be. In the blend with Andy, blend. now now Journey Church there are the, is it is it non denominational? Yeah. And are they out of like is it north? Were, were they playing on Northside? Yeah, so we meet oh. at Northside High okay. School. Oh, cool. So and you guys have to set up all of that equipment every week, right? Yep. Yep. So do you help with that? Yeah, sometimes it just depends on what I'm doing. I think it's important for our listeners to know um, that. There's a bit of work that goes into the stuff like that. So that's, it's not necessarily like a traveling church, but it's like that's your home base because there there is no church, right? Or Right. Okay. Yeah. So we have like an office complex uh, in Bonsac where we re- record our online services, which I think we're a little more involved with than our live services. So we play in the live services maybe once or twice a month, but we are in all of the... I produce uh, the video for the online services and then Andy edits the music so all right stop right there like let's <laughs> let's let's talk about the hours that goes into that yeah i don't know because i don't do it so <laughs> um so we have come up with a system basically where we we meet every other week normally to record mm-hmm. the music um and then we kind of recycle some of the songs that we do but we try to keep it like live it's like a simulated live service okay um, so we record five songs normally in a night, so that's probably four or five hours. Yeah, and it's just a one take, you know, we record everything individually, so each individual input, but we're also recording three different video angles, so we have to just, it's just a one take, you Okay. Know, whatever we've got. No, that's nice. So, like, it's all, so, like, your cameras are stagnant, they just stay, but you're mm-hmm. able to switch between them, and then you're able to... Um, yeah, so I, I take the audio files and I take them home and mix them in Logic. So okay, got, I can. Yeah, you know, I've got the kick, drum, snare, just everything. Anything that was recorded, I can control. So that's kind of um, what we do with our group, Laura's. Uh, when you we record to the QSC, they call that uh, when it's yeah. individual. What are it's individual tracks? Multi track, multi track <laughs> recording. Now I'm learning something. So yeah, and there, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Mm-hmm. It's a little harder, I think, to do. Uh, well, kind of what we're doing where it's this is goes to just one track yeah. so it's harder to to mix something like this so that's just like a, a one track learning things all right so sorry you were okay so you guys spent a lot of hours <laughs> doing all that yeah so that's the shooting part and then the editing i know for you it takes yeah it takes a little longer i mean there was definitely a learning curve because i didn't know anything about logic but i really wanted to get into try studio mixing because i loved live audio so that was you know my opportunity to do that so it's been a lot of fun i mean <clears throat> putting everything together that way 
it, it took some time to figure out what I like to use in because we record with an electric kit, but we also do a MIDI, so I can replace all those sounds with studio oh. drums and whatnot. So it's just congas and cowbells if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all cowbells. Yeah, all cowbells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's great. Like, and it's great that technology's that advanced. Um, yeah, but it's also like. I don't know. Do you feel like it takes away from the the experience? We, we play, I play an electric drum set at church, mm-hmm. and so like sometimes it's like really great, and because because it's convenient. But sometimes it's like, man, I want to I want to hit. I just yes, I just want to smack the cymbal. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic with recording that because we're in a very reflective room, and really the only thing that makes noise are the vocals. So if we had a live drum kit in there, it'd be a little bit harder to get everything. It's you funny know, to listen in. to, right, when you walk down <laughs> down into somebody's recording room and kind of like what we used to do is just all vote because we, we practice with all in-ears. Yeah. And so no amps, no nothing. Yeah, you can't hear anything. <laughs> well, my old, our old group, actually, it's our old group, um, the guitar player would play detuned. And so you can hear like his guitar is completely off, even though it sounds great in oh, your ears. So saying. he was playing, uh, we played drop. We would you play had drop to keep, You had to keep both ears in yeah. because if you even <laughs> if tried you hearing, <laughs> like keeping one out, <laughs> it was so, so bad. Confusing. Yeah, you just hear vocals and, and it's like, why do we sound so terrible? <laughs> well, with an electric drum set, you just hear the smacking of the pads. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> and we record with in ears, so yeah. a lot of times, if if there's a like you know a really quiet moment, and there's a vocal going. Sometimes you'll hear one of those pads smacking, and I can't take it out because it's the middle of somebody singing. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just there. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. It's like you said, semi in the moment. You mm-hmm. know, these things happen in a regular church service, like when you're yeah. in person. So that's yeah. true. I like the authenticity of that. But you guys got to do you guys keep that stage almost like set up the same uh, mm. for when you guys do those recordings? Yeah, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of streamline that process because it takes a long time to get. I mean, when we get in there, we typically just listen to a song. We'll run through it a couple of times and then hit record and cross our fingers. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can so do. So accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens pretty much. And then, you know, if, a lot of stuff I can fix at home. So if it's decent enough, you know, I can record, re-record bass parts, guitar parts, stuff like that. So. Yeah, how big is that nowadays? Like, you don't have to travel back to a studio. Mm-hmm. Even probably a lot of guys, these guys do it on their phones. Yeah, we're talking to uh, some of our local singers, and I was just like, curious to like everybody puts notes on their phones, and everybody like will do the voice recordings, and and I'll be honest, that's that's the easiest way for me to learn. Um, uh, like a, a harmony a, a part, harmony part mm-hmm. is just somebody okay, yeah. send me send me the part either played out on piano separately, and like I ever since we've been able to do that, I feel like I'm I'm a much better harmony singer because I'm just able to learn my part and not I can't separate it within my my head. Yeah, um, that's interesting because we actually like I've been separating all the parts out so like i'll load like a final mix of something and i'll do like an andy harmony so that my voice is just louder than everything else so that whoever's singing that sunday like if, if we're not playing somebody can listen to it and learn let's talk about that andy harmony uh, Laura, yeah, let's you, talk about, uh, i want to know about andy's history yeah like with the music and everything okay um <laughs> <laughs> when i let's see i got my first guitar when i was nine years old and uh, I didn't really know anything about it or what I was doing. So it took me a little bit of, 
of time to kind of get around to, you know, learning something. Because back then, you know, I didn't have YouTube or anything like that. And guitar tabs were kind of newer, which are, you know, it's just a, a different way to, to read music and learn it. Um, <clears throat> so one of my dad's friends um, played guitar that he worked with. So we went over to his house one night and he showed me a bunch of stuff. And it was like that opened my eyes because it was like, oh, my gosh, like I just needed someone to show me and get me going. Yeah. Get me started on it. Um, so all throughout high school, I was in the band. I played uh, a band instrument in college. And then... Um, Wait, did you go to Northside? I went to Glenver. Okay. What did you play? Uh, I played trumpet for the majority. <laughs> so did I. I was like, that's a trumpet play right there. <laughs> and then the last... It's funny because the last year and a half, I switched to euphonium. Like, Ooh, like baritone. Yeah. Um, and that was a mistake with marching band because it was the heaviest <laughs> instrument you hold out in front of you. So I definitely worked on my shoulder. Show, show, show our audience your muscles. Yeah, you got uh, <laughs> so um, right at the end of high school, I joined my first like full band that ended up playing out, uh, and that was AM Avenue. Some of the most talented people I've played music with, and um, it was like a heavy rock band. We had our own stuff. Um, our lead singer wrote it most of our music well pretty much all of our music he's extremely talented uh he's a, he's a studio engineer now but he's oh, a great songwriter cool. it was just a lot of fun being in that band and right as that band started phasing out it was around it was let's see i was 21 years old and that's when i met jerry wimmer and he had come out to a show we played at uh awful's towers we were opening up for faster pussycat they were like an 80s band yeah <laughs> And he said, like, three words to me. And I was like, all right, this guy doesn't really like me. So then the next night, I went out and saw his solo performance at uh, Salem Awfuls. He was just doing solo acoustic. All Do the you awful remember the... Huh? All the awful arthurs. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the three words? Was it you, Andy, me? Or, like, what was it? No, he means huh? throughout the night, he only said... Oh, sorry. Things. I thought he said, oh, he said Jerry said only three words. So it was like, you, Andy, me. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> totally, <Yeah>. totally distracted. <laughs> he said a few more than three words okay. to me, but it sorry, wasn't too many. My bad, Jerry. felt slighted. Yeah. But it was funny because I walked in there and I didn't say anything to him. He was already doing his thing. I sat down in the bar and a couple minutes later, he's like, hey, dude, in the white shirt, you going to get up here and play something? And I was like, I'm wearing a white shirt. Me? He was like, yeah. I was like, uh, sure. So I got up and played, I think, Pride and Joy for Stevie Ray Vaughan. And it was just me on acoustic, so I didn't have any band behind me or anything. So I couldn't really play any solos or anything. So it was kind of a weird experience at first. But then the like right at the end, he was like, hey, like the works are playing here tomorrow night. Why don't you come out and see us? And I was like, okay. So then I ended up coming out, and he got me up on stage, and I played the same song with him, but you know, it was full band. So it was a lot of fun. Genius. That's genius. <laughs> he, he does that a lot. It's like trial by fire. No, I mean, he's got a young lady now uh, that he kind of – from what I've heard, her name's, I think it's Annalise Hasty. Is, is, oh, yeah. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, I'm probably not. But uh, <laughs> she she kind of came to a show, and he was like, come up here and sing. And, I mean, it's just kind of how, that's what I love about this area, and I love about some of the, and I would say he's an older musician around here, not about mm -hmm. age, but, like, he's been playing here a longer time yeah. than, than the rest of us. And he's, I mean, he kind of has owned this town, like, the, all the awful Arthurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have quite a few in yeah. such a small area. Yeah. So, okay, did, you, uh, did I miss or did I catch college was in there somewhere for you? Yeah, so I went to Roanoke College. Okay. I uh, graduated in 2012. So it's 2008, 2012 there. 
um, <clears throat> and actually ended up getting a music scholarship for the euphonium, which was pretty cool because I, I mean, I wow. just started playing it, so <laughs> it was kind of nerve wracking because I had to go in and he made me like sight read and everything while he was playing euphonium too, uh-huh. and I was like, this is super intimidating because you have a degree in music, but. Um, it, it was a lot of fun, and um, I, I liked playing in the band there and, and all the wind instruments mm-hmm. that they had. And um, so it's funny you mentioned harmony because Jerry Jerry is pretty much the reason that I got into singing harmony. Like I I played harmony parts in the band, but and I us, was used to hearing them, but I wasn't really used to singing at all. And he kind of like encouraged me, pretty much forced me. He'd just be like, "Sing harmony." Okay. <laughs> so I kind of, out. Yeah. I mean, I, the trio was an interesting dynamic because we never had a practice. Like, he just one day, <laughs> he, told me, <laughs> he just told me, bring your guitar next time. And that's kind of how the trio, like, formed. And um, I didn't really sing much when I first started playing, but it, it, it really helped me with my improv and everything because we would be playing a song I'd never heard before. And he'd yeah. be like, play a solo. I'm like, what key are we in? Like, I don't even know, <laughs> you know, I don't know, even know where we are at this point. So it, it was... It was a learning curve, but it was so much fun playing in that group. He really, like, that was one of my main mentors. Now, that's something you guys do a lot is the, the harmonies, mm-hmm. right? Are you are you a real stickler for for making sure that it's, like, top-notch? I feel like Andy is <laughs> more <even>. so. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's on it. Like, that, that's her, like... It's kind of her job. It's my the, contribution. Yeah, it is. But it's a huge contribution, like, because it adds so much. Like, you go yep. see a band, and there's, like, three-part harmonies people really notice it's next I think, level, right? yeah. it really is it's really because there's a lot of great groups out there and mm-hmm. they a lot of great musicians but there there's very few i would say around here that are uh harmony focused uh, it, uh, and you know maybe it a, feels like the voice or the vocal parts are secondary yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I, Where think, I think we try to blend yeah both if some if not highlight the vocals mm-hmm. well we have three lead singers or capable of three lead singers so. and that really helps a lot too so yeah i feel like we're in the same boat with the blend yeah i mean there's five people in that band that can sing so mm-hmm. oh fantastic That's yeah great. and we like very much share the lead yeah. singer isn't that um, nice role absolutely takes the pressure off yeah especially like that being my first band that i've ever really been like playing out um I was sort of like ugh, a little iffy about being like the lead yeah. singer, but we do. That's like one of my favorite things about it is me and like Melody Irby and Wayne Irby and Andy. We all sing lead. So, so tell now you guys debuted your new band, The Blend, at the Hangout. Mm-hmm. Talk talk us through that. How they go? It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was funny because we had actually the week before had just gotten back from our honeymoon, so it was kind of no like, way. We, yeah. couldn't, we couldn't rehearse or anything, so we were getting a little nervous. And it was like I would go to the gym every morning and just listen to our set list so I could get it in my head. Yeah, <laughs> on our honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> good for you. That is dedication. Kudos, Andy. Kudos, Andy. <laughs> so, so, um, so it went well. Uh, yeah. Are you, have you played since? Because uh, that was what? We're that was July. July. Okay. Yeah, we ha- we haven't done a ton of gigs with that band. Um, the majority of people in that band are also in the Kings, and they have got a lot of gigs already on uh, schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. So yeah, it's just a coordination thing. But yeah. <clears throat> that's a that's another reason like why we kind of wanted to do kind of or put together a duo type thing so we could just you know do little gigs here and there and 
You'll keep things going. Keeping that diversity going, if that's something you guys want to do, you know, we've learned here on the podcast uh, really is the perfect formula um, for groups here in Roanoke. Uh, the Andy Burnett trio, he plays, he can, does duo, he does um, vocals by himself and will play solo shows. Uh, Jared Stout Band, um, yeah. mm-hmm. they do a lot of stuff that are duo, trios, mm-hmm. singles. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, all all over the t- stuff, and so like I think that's a good mix for an artist here in town that want to play, um, and or live that way. I think, mm-hmm. so, yeah, and it kind of it's an excuse. I mean, we we almost play music every every night now. Like I, I told you, I got that that little Bose set up. Oh thing. yeah, so I've just got everything you know going through a soundboard in the basement. And we just go down there and play. Wait, there. that's your love language? It's like you guys <laughs> part of it, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> No, you guys really do that? Yeah. Oh, that's just super about cool. every night. Well, that's have, why we that did That goes into our second question. I know. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you that was just re- the first question. <laughs> we're getting we're skipping, we're I don't, I am, You're hitting a lot of them. Yeah, I, I've been better about not reading this sheet that I have. I have it just in case. So, yeah. so um, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, go. you're talking about doing things together with music as, as a married couple, but like, what is the importance of music for the both of you as newlyweds um i mean it's just uh, i mean we we really are best friends i mean we we have so much in common so it's just you know an added bonus of that being able to play music like that together and sing together there's a trust that's formed yeah when you make music i found um if you don't have that it's it's likely to to become a disaster I, I call it point. I call it Laura Laura's and I friendship language like if we don't have music that we can do whether it's monthly I I, I know I personally get a little agitated and it's like <laughs> it's something like I, like I need I need this I need I need that Laura time I need yeah. that like uh, that friendship time and so like it's a it's a get it's a getaway from the the nuances of the regular job this yeah. the nine to five for, for for me for sure so mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Abby? Like the, you're you're um you're doing this all kind of new and like it's yeah. it's something that's like wild. So what was what was that live music like? What's it like going home and being able to play music with your hubby? Yeah, it's super fun. Um, I mean, I had never been in a relationship where music was a priority or even really like a thought. Like, in my past relationships, music was sort of a, like, wall or just something that was almost looked down on. It's because you love Slipknot and they loved Mariah Carey. So sorry for those. (laughs) But um, Andy has, like, encouraged me a thousand percent. Like, I would not be playing out at, at, you know, places if it weren't for you or like have the confidence to learn more piano than the schmidge that I know mm-hmm. um, or play and sing and all of those things. And I've like been able to lead for our worship leader a few times. And like, he's just given me so much confidence as far as music and singing go. And like, he's made it so easy for me to like branch out and kind of explore that avenue. So it's a really cool Word like when we started this podcast, Jeremy and I came up with all these C words like chemistry and collaboration and things that are really important um, for musicians. And I, I love that word confidence. Like 
that's what she does for me on stage. She gives me confidence. And like when her energy's up, my energy is double that. Like I'm going to yeah. support her with that. And so, uh, and I also want to give our, our, our significant others, my wife and her husband, kudos because they support us and let us let us have the time to do things like that like i mean that's so important i mean i kind of want to talk about that like the time of everything you guys don't necessarily have to worry about that because you guys are sort of because you're married you guys can be like ah we can't do it and like say we you know but like for us it's like laura can you talk to joe and like let's make sure that that's okay with him and i'll talk to victoria you know kind of ordeal and you got to go through like a um, a permission status, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine, and that is that is perfectly fine in the way yeah, it should to be. work for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So we both work from home, um, so we spend most of our week together, um, and so I think that that's. I if we didn't have that, I don't think I think it would definitely have to be more of a discussion when he takes Martin's gigs or when I take weddings, right. um, because like that quality time is so important. But the fact that we're together most of the day, we go to the gym together, we share an office, um, so we just, we get that. No, I mean, that that's great. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. So, awesome. you're super lucky, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think we are. It sounds like we are. <laughs> you're, like, encouraging me to finally start playing music with my husband. He's been, like, basically begging me. I, I, it's hard for me sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to, like sit down and i'm the same way I'm saying with, so victoria is a, a music teacher and oh, like wow. now i will say she's she's gotten to play she got to play with our old band house of schmidt she brought her sax out and she played with my little brother nice. trumpet and that was really cool mm-hmm. but um you know all this new stuff you know it's different we, we went from an eight person group to a a five person and it's been so much more manageable as far yeah. as time and uh opportunity uh i think mm-hmm. would you i think you would agree with mm-hmm. that like you know we we started this group midnight envy talking about like we're just only going to do six to eight gigs and we're we're about to hit 13 on october 21st you know yeah. which is really yes. awesome so like awesome. no we're really great it's been really great so um so let's kind of segue. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit to you, Andy, about your time with Rutledge. Um, so you definitely toured some with him, right? Yeah. Um, can you talk about what you learned and what you experienced with that? Because I, my assumption is it's very different than the the playing around town here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and it was very interesting to learn about the music business too because you learn a lot of things that people don't know you know that's the that's the case with pretty much everything like the the number system down in tennessee and and all of that right yeah 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 and then uh i mean we got to do so many cool i i I got so many cool opportunities with uh with because i joined let's see it was right at the beginning of 2017 and it was right before they signed whatever you know radio deal or whatever that that they went on the road and did. It was like three weeks after I joined the band, they announced that, and I was like, "Well, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> Guess <Yeah>. I'm going. <laughs> so so uh, Adam and uh, Brian Holt went out on like a little radio tour, and yep. they and they went and met with Phil Vassar, which was cool. And then Phil started helping us out a lot. So I mean, it, it was just a cool dynamic to have gigs booked, and we just go play these things like in Nashville or go play something up in Ohio. And um, I remember we played one gig in Nashville at a brewery, 
that was a fundraising event and Brad Paisley came. It was his fundraiser and he got up and played a song with us. And I was oh like, my God. wow, like when would I ever get this opportunity again? Yeah. You know? And then, um, just, just so many awesome things came from, from being in that group. And then right near the end of, um, that band's tenure, I guess we, uh, got a call and it was just me, Abbott and my brother at the time. And we got the call to go out to LA and do the, the Keith Urban uh, thing that they did on Clash of the Cover Band. So that was, you know, that was just crazy. <laughs> and there's, there, you're all from here. Like, it's so cool. Like, and the funny so thing was, cool. that was the first and only gig we ever played as a Keith Urban tribute band. Like, Adam had made, like, we were going to build a band, and and they had made the band, and we, it just didn't end up happening with COVID. And then they found the website that they had made and contacted him, and they were like, hey, you look a lot like Keith Urban. We want you to come on this show. So we were like, okay. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, so that was just such a cool experience to see how they do the, the live production or the studio production with cameras. and just Now, now we talked about, I talked about this with Adam and with Brian because they've both been on the um, podcast before. So like the whole click track thing. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like live? Live click track. It's, it's a very different world out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, yeah it took it took a little time to get used to i mean just click tracks in general you know you're usually listening for just the whole band yeah. and where they're at but if the whole band's off the click and you've got a click in your ears then things just get crazy so it took a little time to get used to we practiced within the ears we practiced with a click so um how long did it take you to learn all the their tunes <laughs> that's another <laughs> funny story so when i joined the band the first gig we had was at the Harvester, and it was like 12 songs. It was just original stuff. I was like, all right, cool. And then a couple weeks after that was the first full gig, which was at Schooners, and it was a CD release party. Okay. And I probably learned like 35 to 40 songs for that. And the same week, I had to earn, learn the same amount because I was filling in on guitar for the works that weekend. Oh, lovely. So, <laughs> so it took That's- me about a week to get it in, but it was like, it was terrible. <laughs> it was like 80 songs. Never just, again. So how, how, how many of you guys started with the blend right now? We're probably up to, it's in the 35 to 40 area, I'd say. Song wise. Yeah. Yeah. Now, has that been difficult for, for you uh, in particular, Miss Abby? Like uh, learning, all, are you, are you memorizing lyrics? I'm like, I'm putting you on the spot. Like, it's okay if you're not, because we'll, we will support you. You know, if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she put her hand up. Oh, I'm in trouble. You're not in trouble. So when we started, um, I got an iPad. Got an iPad stand. Ordered in the mail. It came to our house, and Andy was like, "What is this trash?" <laughs> uh, come so, on, Andy. <laughs> give the girl a break. Our we actually played at a moose lodge in Lexington. Yeah. For our first blend gig. Um, yeah, and that's what that's what started the blend. Yeah. Like, somebody asked us to put a group together to play there. They're like, we don't even want you to practice, just come play. And then we were like, well, if we're going to you know, put this together, there were seven people, so mm-hmm. we're going to practice. So Yeah. yeah. Then, we, then came the blend. Yeah. But um, I used the iPad for that gig, and Andy was like, hey, it would be really cool if you didn't use an iPad. And I was like... You can look at look at the camera right there and say it. <laughs> okay, darling. Whatever you say, honey. It's um, hard. Gosh, it's, it's hard. so hard. I think it it made it a lot easier like again, I'm not singing every single 
song lead. Um, and I'm, I sing harmony on most everything, but it was a lot of stuff that, um, like, Uptown had done, because we have four previous Uptown members mm-hmm. in our band, um, and then Brian Jones is in the Kings, so we're, we were kind of trying to condense, um, like, what everybody had heard, so it made it a little bit easier, but... I am successfully not using an iPad. Hey. Good for you. Well, Good I was. I, I just wanted her to try doing that because once you know the stuff, then you can really get into the performance. You don't have to worry about like, am I forgetting this part and forgetting that? So. Yeah, uh, we we've had this debate, Laura. You, you want to chime in? It's tough. <laughs> it's tough for sure. I mean, I definitely used it as a crutch. Yeah, when yeah. I was first performing with House of Schmidt and. You know, Mike Havens got on me a lot mm-hmm. about using it when I probably already knew the words. Right. And uh, I was definitely more reserved as a performer. And now, you know, um, I think I use it more as like, I don't know, a check-in. It's mm-hmm. much less like, I need it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, we, we do a lot of songs. We do like 30 gigs. You are gigs. our main I, vocalist. I do though, like 30 too. songs a gig. So it's like, and, you're, you're and I'm seeing... mostly leading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I'm like, have, I have like a brain aneurysm and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> words, you know, it's yeah. just like a mumbled mess. So, but I do find that it's much more comfortable not needing it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you can be more like, authentic yep. and you know actually perform instead of just like reading off an ipad and yeah. it, like the connection is you can there. make the lyrics mean something to you yeah absolutely well there it said ladies and gentlemen <laughs> okay Take whoever it from had some that female ar- vocalist i know whoever started that argument it's been settled so <laughs> i i write uh, a lot of my drum notes on my music but uh and i'll <laughs> i'll put like arrows up or down for which uh which harmonies i'm singing for me okay. so like it's there they are it is more of a friendly reminder mm-hmm. yeah. um but there is there is this um sense of comfort when you're not doing it so like i will i will i will close my eyes a lot of the times uh when i'm when i'm on stage even if i have the ipad there mm-hmm. um and just just try to own it. You just um, trust yourself. Yeah, yeah, you just have to. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of it, I don't know. Me, I don't know what it is for you guys. Like, for a lot of it is just personal rehearsal and personal uh, finding a personal connection to the songs. We've gotten rid of songs because we don't have a connection to it, and yep. I feel like. In a group this small now, everybody's like, okay, that's fine. Like, instead of being like, why are we getting rid of like, like, I'm kind of the, the hound, like, okay, we got to have at least 30 songs, guys, because, like, if you're going to play three hours, we're, we're in deep Schmidt, you know? <laughs> so, like, but that's a big, I don't know if people realize how long three hours is. Mm-hmm. You're shaking your head. They I'll, don't. They don't. don't understand. Yeah, I didn't when I, when we first. I was like, okay, let's get like twelve songs together and like we'll be cool. And everybody's like, twelve what? songs. Oh yikes! Yeah, don't set do one. that. Yeah, that's set one. Set. one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, set one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. So we were playing. We played an an event for our church, uh, the Blend Light. We called it. <laughs> um, and we were you know, kind of going off the seat of our pants and we had finished all of the songs that Andy and I kind of go through at home. 
Um, and I was like, well, let's play some more. And he was like, we don't, we don't really have any more right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have. I'm trying to encourage her more to play piano because she can play piano. Yeah, like well and sing. She does it all the time, and it's just you know, it's just such a reference thing. And I think going down and playing music every night has helped a ton with that. Because one, you learn the music, you you start getting away from uh, referencing off any type of chart or anything mm-hmm. like that, and you just really start you know connecting with what you're playing, and you can enjoy it. No, so let's talk about that connectivity then. Like, do you do you guys have you was the music that you play with like Rutledge and your other groups and and even this art was was that music you wanted to play or was it like or was it music like you're like I don't have I don't like that stuff like and try to answer that honestly. So like, yeah, I mean, I feel like in any band that you're in, you. <clears throat> You have to like the music that you're playing. Otherwise, yeah. you're just not going to enjoy what you're doing. Just and, robot. And I was like really into, I mean, ACDC was the reason I started playing guitar. So I was into just rock up until I was 21, really, and started playing with Jerry Wimmer. And I started playing mu- country music. And yeah. I had no idea what I was playing. And yeah. like 90% of the shows we played at first, I was like, what song is this? But I think that that really helped me grow as a musician and to just have something different to to do because it was the music was just different. You played it differently. It was just something new to do. And I really enjoyed doing that. I I think if you like actually immerse yourself in something that's a little bit different and outside of your comfort zone, then there there is this sense of, oh, maybe maybe I can like it. We're doing this um, fall festival in October um, with our church and I'm doing this Keith Urban song. I'm not a huge country guy. I like going to listen to other people play it. I love, I loved Adam Rutledge and Rutledge when you guys played. I, I really enjoyed going to listen to Jared Stout's group. It's not my cup of tea that I would like spend and sit down and, and listen to in my, my, my off time. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, learning this I'm and I'm singing this Keith Urban tune and like I kind of like it it's lit <laughs> I yeah. kind of like it you know yeah. and it's like but it's because you have to just kind of take a breather and, and immerse yourself in something that's a little bit different and challenge yourself you know yeah. so and that's not always easy mm-hmm. so right I think we come across that a lot at church because we do uh, our Sunday services have band songs sometimes so it's like a secular song that relates to what the pastor's talking about. Oh. So we've done like Toxic by Britney Spears. Yes. Stuff by Ed uh, Sheeran. Ed Sheeran oh, all cool. kinds of stuff like that. Um, Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah. Like we've done all types of stuff like that. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> but sometimes there are songs that, you know, our worship leader picks, which she's amazing, but we're like, ooh, don't love that song. Don't really want to like listen to it and try to practice it before we have to go and film it and you know we get to listen to it maybe twice before we film it and it's out on the internet forever um but you know (laughs) it's it's on the youtubes uh yeah no i mean that that makes perfect sense and then the other thing is is um you know some of that church stuff some of the some of the hymns some of the some of the praise and worship stuff that's some hard schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> many harmonies and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's instrumentation. Just, it's just such a big production. Yeah. I, and I I fill in for First Baptist and like okay. and we play to a click track and it's it's I, I I mean this in the most loving sense it's production. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is timed. You see the timer on the 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 
40,000 inch TV across the way. Like, and you see the lyrics and they have everything there and it's like, it's wild, but that's everything awesome. is to, to a T mm-hmm. including the sermon and like, and like that's, that's live TV production for you right there. And so that's a, it's a very different ball game. Mm-hmm. So, and when you guys are doing those things, you know, you have the luxury of recording a raw um, video and audio mm-hmm. and, and being able to, to critique it later. But that that's not how live music always goes. And right. we all know that. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so what's, what's looking. Um, so Abby, let's, let's switch to you a little bit. So, What's it like being a lead vocalist in a in a group and being kind of and don't take this the wrong way a newbie like <laughs> so so I mean I think it's really cool like mm-hmm. I we I personally want more people like you on the podcast that are that are like hey I'm just starting this mm-hmm. and I'm kind of swimming and but yeah. you're swimming with like big sharks Absolutely. right here you know what I mean that, yeah. he's a sweet shark okay <laughs> yeah. but like he's a really cute shark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crickets. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> no, but um, I've been, I'm like so blessed to be in a group with the people that I'm in a group with. Um, especially like, I would say Melody Irby has been my mentor. Like since I started, I started, she's our worship leader at Journey Church. Um, but she's been in bands like Uptown and she's in the Kings now. Um, oh, was she the female vocalist and the keyboard player? She is. Okay. Yep. That's okay. That is her. Um, yeah, but I started singing at church when I was like 12. I think I joined the adult band at church. Um, so she has really helped me with confidence too. And I had, I've always wanted to be in a band with them because I was like Uptown's biggest fan. <laughs> uh, under 21, going to all the <laughs> Mangas and Billy's Barn and getting kicked out. Billy's Barn. Yeah, or oh, ever forget. God rest your soul. <laughs> they loved Philly's part. Oh. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. a fun place. Um, but yeah, and they have all just been super gracious with me. Um, and like sharing the lead again has been really helpful for me getting started. And I'm I I definitely feel like I'm slowly building my confidence and things. But like just being with them and all of their experience, I can't. I can't. I I don't think I would have done it like on my own so it's it is cool so house of schmidt was a group of mentors for me so it was my choir director my band teacher from high school nice and uh one of the greatest guitar players mike havens that i've i've ever sat in and played with in this valley um and my best friend and then it was that was this the first start of that iteration of that and it was like oh and it's my name on the band you know what i mean and so yeah. it was like what what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> why am i here <laughs> yeah like seriously like no. who who no and i meant i mean that like the the most um loving sense well, humbling, to, right? yeah to myself That's and to, to those guys because if if i can go back to old me I would have, um, I would have l- not led as much and l- and listened a little bit more, and um, I think uh, I'm not trying to even give you advice, but like that's what I would just just enjoy the moments and yeah. um, you know that band lasted ten years and we were really really blessed that it lasted ten years and we played really great shows and had really good camaraderie and mm-hmm. it was really great for being what it is. So. My, my my suggestion to any young 
um, starting artist out here is just to go enjoy the moments with the people you're you're doing it with. And if it's if you're not, get out because it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not worth it, not right? Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. So, um, all right. Collaboration. What's collaboration to you guys? So you guys are a married couple. How do you guys instill that into the, the members that you're working with? <clears throat> What's interesting because the Journey Church they they've been wanting to do original music, and we started that this year. So in that sense, we've been collaborating in writing music. And I cannot write music to save my life, but Abby <laughs> is phenomenal at creating what? melodies and and lyrics. And whatnot, and then I can play off of that, you know, to build like filler parts and stuff like that to really produce the whole song. Wait, where'd you get that from? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, you were born with it. I um, I've written like a few songs here and there, um, but when this project started, our pastor like just sent Andy and I both lyrics and was like, "Hey, let's just see what you can come up with." And I, I mean, not to like brag on myself, but I really just sat down at the piano and it just like came to me so yeah like i heard her playing piano one day and singing something i'm like that sounds kind of familiar but it was something it was that that song and the that he had sent her lyrics to and i was like wow that has a really good hook to it that's cool yeah that's cool that's such a gift yeah i think that song was definitely like a god thing because mm. i mean it just that's never happened to me before i don't <laughs> yeah you started playing it like you knew it yeah i was like you guys written anything as a couple we haven't actually. I mean, that's we're we're pretty new into the duo, uh, you know, band. I think w- what we started, we put that together like, guys. He got a that month ago. He got that Bose system, and that's why <laughs> he the Bose. I needed it. That has <laughs> definitely inspired him. I needed, I needed it. <laughs> I needed it. Laura, have you written anything? Um, not anything that it, I've asked anyone to put music to. Really? But you have, like, ideas and stuff that... I know you write a lot. Like, you yeah. journal and... Not that I'm throwing Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... She's got a diary in her bed. To me, uh, I never <laughs> thought... To me, I was always thought, like, I'm just a vocalist. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, a writer. Um, so that's getting out of my own personal box that I've made for myself. No, I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. It, I I did the Christian scene um, year twelve years ago, and I wrote, and I I I haven't wrote since. I have like I have this box that where the uncleaned out uh, um, room upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yet yeah, after selling the house, uh, the, it just is sitting full of like songs and napkins that I writ, wrote stuff on, and like and so like they're there, but like I wouldn't even know where to begin now that I'm. So estranged from it, you know what I mean. So like, yeah, uh, it's it's a very different world writing original music. I think it's really cool that your church is giving you an opportunity to do yeah. that, though. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very it's vulnerable really cool. place mm-hmm. too, which I just admire. No, no, you're exactly right. Oh well, well, there's a whole that whole um, vulnerability of being spiritual nowadays too and, and being yeah. able to convey that to an audience and being able to speak about that and without being judged yourselves right and so yeah. um you know so that's a that's a whole different podcast right so <laughs> so uh so kudos kudos for you guys for i doing feel that. like that i mean when we when they put out the word for that it was like we had four songs like that just from different submissions of people that were in the in the band so man how that's that's awesome it was cool yeah that's really cool that's really cool and it's cool that you're able to do that 
you're able to do the secular and you're able to do the spiritual with your with your members. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of what Laura and I've always several of our members have always been at the church, which is which is kind of a whole different topic. Like mm-hmm. there is some <laughs> major talent in the church setting. Absolutely, every per, everybody in, in the blend goes to Journey Church as well and plays in the band there. So. We are super blessed with our yeah for sure with our and, church and band. some of those cats don't play or refuse to play out mm. like yeah and they're like you're for me like I play with this guy at First Baptist and um, I hope he's listening to this and he's a piano player and he's one of the best <laughs> jazz piano players that I've ever played with and he can just come up with stuff on the top of his head so uh, yeah Garland I'm calling you out uh, <laughs> Garland it's just. But he never plays out. Yeah, it's the only place he plays, and it's and, it's, and I I'm not like angry about it, but it's like it's hard when you see potential. That mm-hmm. well, you just it's like, it's oh. like potential. Yeah, but it's like wasted. No one ever <laughs> ever is gonna see that. Yeah. Um, other than, unless you go to oh my Batman, that's my one Batman tool that I have left in this house. Battering. I have to tell the audience that uh, this is uh, a first and a last. So first guest host obviously with miss laura but this is the last podcast in this house so uh which is kind of like bittersweet for 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 me and i I know uh it's been really cool so that we've been doing this down in my basement um for the past year year and a half with jeremy and um it's kind of the end and uh i asked jeremy before um we recorded i was like what do I tell people why you aren't here? And he's like, just tell them I'm playing. Like, just tell them I'm playing. So, so we're like super excited about the, all the new ideas. And like, um, if you guys like Laura, we'll kick Jeremy out. So, uh, <laughs> that's okay. I love Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm too busy. You know, I'm just kidding. I don't so, mean Jeremy hating me. No, he doesn't. He loves you. <laughs> so, Abby, you do videography. We talked about that. But what uh, role does that have in your music? And um, you already kind of spoke about it, like what it does to church. But like, how lucky are you guys that you're like, you got a videographer to do um, videos for you guys in the blend? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, even yeah, just, like, yeah you are lucky. Oh, yeah. 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 Real lucky. <laughs> I mean, we could we could even just do like duo stuff, record because you know we've got recording studio stuff at home. Yeah, and so we could you know record all the audio through through Logic and then put it to the camera, so we could make our own YouTube channel. You know, it's this is something we've we've talked about. It's just been kind of new, but like I definitely want to explore that. Well, would you would you do that, Abby? Like, it, I don't you. I don't know if this music is like a passion for you and like it's a separation from what you work. So you might not want to do it because of that. But like that's what it is for me. Like this is a separation from my everyday work to to uh, as a release. So like it would be like work, work again. <laughs> like Yeah. Um, it's funny because I've never like I made a I made a promo video for Uptown um, when they were first getting started. And um, I had some other like bands that wanted promos and I was like I don't know if I want to get into that kind of I was really wedding oriented with my business when I first started um but it would be I've almost been trying to find a way to pull music into my business rather than pull business into the music okay Mm -hmm. um so we were talking about like 
video reels on Instagram and stuff and like, oh, we should we could cover this song and like I could use it behind one of my videos uh, for weddings. Um, so more yeah, make it work for you. Yeah, more stuff it. like that. But it's been really cool to do the church stuff and like do that together. Like me doing video and Andy doing audio and he has helped me tremendously with audio in my wedding films. So that's really cool. Yeah. Like, that's very cool. And I think it's really cool that you guys can kind of, kind of collaborate in mm-hmm. a sense there, too. Yeah. So another All dynamic. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say another dynamic we had talked about is, like, you know, what we do at the church, like, we can do for live bands. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. We can multi-track record from the soundboard. I could mix the stuff up in Logic and then put the video to it, and bands could have, you know, live performances that sound... Mm-hmm. You guys are like a double threat. I'm like, really... <laughs> I'm really excited to see what y'all's future holds yeah no i think you guys have a lot to offer uh hence one of the reasons why i invited you on the show is like i think it's really cool that you got this this new new like literally newlyweds that are 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 very talented in the arts and do a lot for this valley and like again we've talked about a hundred million times but like that's what this podcast is about it is it is about discussing and promoting and exposing the wonderful talent that is here in this Roanoke Valley. So like, let me segue there and like, what, how would you like to see this Valley grow for you guys? What do you guys need to support you? Um, like, and Andy, I know you've been doing this for a while now, like, um, but, um, but I mean, maybe you can touch upon that for like, you know, uh, where would you like to see this Valley grow? In not only a music sense, but like I mean, we we did the wedding together a long time ago. But like that's that's part of this valley. It's part of the music and what we we have to offer here. So, what are your thoughts, guys? Um. Yeah, I think that we would be excited to like. Is there a like a like studio options? There's in- a few. We've got Flat Five, and we got Blackwater Studios. That's down in. Um, the oh, Smith so Mountain Lake, Lake. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful studio. Oh, nice. um, um, where else? Uh, I feel like your dad recorded somewhere else, Laura. Uh, I know he recorded at Flat, Flat Five. Five is what I know. Yeah, um, I know there's others. I know there's a lot of guys that are doing in-house stuff too. Yeah, yeah I mean, like as far as recording, like we don't have a huge setup for as, like a ton of inputs. Like do one thing at a time, two things at a time. Because I've got some nice analog preamps I like using because it just makes it yeah, yeah, yeah. sound great when you record through it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think as far as like the music scene in general, since I started playing music right at the end of, or right into 2012, I feel like there were a ton of venues, you know, that, to play at. And a lot of those have gone away. So I would love to see something else, you know, new. I mean, Martin's is great. They get bands in almost every night in yeah. there. And that's, that's awesome. Um, but I feel like a lot of the big music venues, um, the breweries know. have helped. Um, breweries have the breweries helped. have helped, but the the breweries, a lot of the breweries don't have uh, accommodating stages for some of these bigger groups. So like you guys are what six six of you guys or seven seven yeah yeah. So that's a big group. That's hard mm-hmm. to pack on to like a smaller stage like Star Hill. And there's yeah. nothing against Star Hill, but like there's also a, a certain demographic of musicians that need to go play there, like Corey Hunley, mm-hmm. Matt Powell, those guys. Right. And so we're playing like the Parkway Breweries, the Twisted Tracks, because we can fit fit ourselves mm-hmm. on yeah. those kinds of stages. But you know, I, I 
JD Suffin uh, gave a really great answer. He said, we need more businesses to come in here to support uh, and bring more financial support here so yeah. that we can have bigger people. God bless the fact that we have Elm Avenue or uh, Elmwood Park mm-hmm. and being able to have an outdoor stage. Right. I saw you guys with Rutledge at Delville Town Center. We got to play there as our last one of our last gigs with House of Schmidt and like that's a big stage. That's we can move. Yeah. There's a lot of energy there. And we played on Thursday night and had 600 people there. So like so we fun. crushed it that night. So like That's awesome. Yeah, so like those are those are really really great opportunities, but like they're hard to get into though, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So um I'm I'm 100% with you guys. So um, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I mean like, uh, it, it's cool because when I moved, I moved to Atlanta in 2012, and I lived there for a couple of years, and I was expecting the music scene down there to be, like, huge, you know, everything going on. Roanoke blew it away. Yeah. It really, really? did. I, I was, I could not believe it. I went down there, and I was like, oh, my goodness, like, the Roanoke Valley has some something special, like, yeah. as far as musicians go, and it's, it's just... The, their opportunities to play have gotten a little smaller, but it, it, like you said, like you've got a bunch of breweries, you've got the smaller acoustic acts playing mm-hmm. out, which is great, yeah. you know. But it's a, I, I would love to see some more full band venues. Yeah, the like bands could play. Martin's at. is great. Um, you know, the Harvesters close by. You know, I know that we got a few places in Lynchburg and in Lexington that are that are a little bit bigger. I know down in Martinsville they're trying to grow a little bit. So yep. like we're trying, I think. And I think mm-hmm. there uh, I think the other thing is is we need to consider paying bands and members of those bands what they're worth in the time that we put in too and um yeah. That's something that we've discussed uh here recently now that we're a smaller group is like it's it's hard to leave your family go out and play for only a hundred bucks for three hours yep. yeah if it and sometimes less yeah and you don't want it to be about the money yeah but you want to feel like all the time and effort means something but if i'm paying you 250 and you're telling your husband that i'm getting paid 250 for three hours you know what that that's means like, like oh, oh that's great you know bring it home baby <laughs> <laughs> right it's a very different mindset yeah um for the for you and the family so you know i we're I think we're on the trajectory. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I mean, I've heard people say, like, you know, we were making the same money playing 20 years ago. No. You've, I mean, you've, you <laughs> really, that yeah, is crazy. I've never heard that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like the, I mean, um, well, you toured. Why, so, why you, do you think that is? Just because it's the status quo? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, I, because I know that business. I mean, I, I was talking to one guy one time, and he said that he played up in New York back in the 80s and they were they, I think they had a residency at some place but I think they made 2500 bucks a night. I mean like you can't even make that with a full band most of the time around here. So it's just I guess it it depends on the situation. You know, if you've got a residency somewhere that's, you know, killing it, obviously they're going to have the money to kick out to it. But. Weddings are a great place to make money. Uh, that's as, true. As you and I know. Like uh, it's been it's nice to be able to say, "Okay, I'm going to charge you 3." And most people don't bat an eye for a, for a band, right? You know, and like, so I can pay my my six member group five hundred or five member, and then a sound guy. Everybody gets five hundred dollars, and everybody's like, "Dude, that was great." Yeah. yeah. You know, but like, that's not happening on a Tuesday night. <laughs> you know, right. and, and and I understand that, but yeah. like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, we get to go out, and you can go almost to what. 12 different venues around here and you can hear mu- live music mm-hmm. 
year round. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, like that's it is it is definitely a blessing. One for the musicians that are living that life, and that's what they do. As Jeremy is why Jeremy's not here tonight. Like that's this that's his life livelihood yeah. is playing music and, and making money. That's that's what it is. You know, so you're either diverse and you do like church music and you get paid for that. And then you do like Bill Mountain Theater and you get, you get paid for that. And then you play in a cover band and you're doing that. But like you're you're that's what I did. Mm. And that was just my side gigs. And like it was a lot. It's a lot to keep up with, yep. you know, and then I'm, oh, I'm DJ music, too, at weddings <laughs> and stuff. So like it's a, it is you can do all those things. Right. But you got to ask yourself, what's the burnout rate? You know, for yourself too. Um, so, yeah. You know, because um, I remember at one point I was doing like three, four gigs a week and working a full time job, and I was like, I can't. You can only do that so long, you know. And yeah, you working just, a nine to five and then having to go and like stay God, out till God, two. Yeah, no. God bless Martin's for, but like those are late gigs. We did. Yeah. We went to Milk Parlor a few months ago, okay, yeah. and I think so we almost fun. had our first band argument because we were so crabby and angry because it was like ten to one. Or it was like it was nine to twelve or whatever, but still late for us. It's like, ah, and then (laughs) it ended up being. It was absolutely amazing, but you know, like when you're used to playing like breweries and and six to nine, six to nine, like, (laughs) why wouldn't you want to continue to do that, right? So, that was another interesting thing about uh, playing with Jerry Wimmer because we never took breaks, so we would at least play three hours. Most of the time, it would be three and a half, four, because we would play off tips after. Our three-hour time was up. So, so. he would be you play off and like here play um, wagon wheel for for the fourth time tonight. If they throw on money, yeah, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> just say hey, we'll, and that's where it's very that's a that's a whole nother ball game, right? Like because yep. you're playing for tips, you're playing for the crowd. Yeah, you know. if you, so you give them what they want. Yeah, you book a three hundred dollar gig, but you're making three hundred dollars in tips that night. Yep. You know, so like you're walking out with a. And with him, he's just an incredible entertainer. He's like a human jukebox. Yeah. Like I said, we never had a set list or anything. We just took requests all night. And he would just, you know, he's just like that. He's just that is so like, cool. super okay. talented. Couldn't, I want to see that. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't so, yeah, do it. Abby, Abby came and sang an entire trio gig with us um, that I played about a month or two ago. And she was just going to come. And Jerry was like, well, we've got another mic. So I hooked it up. And she just stood up there the whole time and sang harmony with us. Oh, it's, just, it's just a That's really awesome. fun time. It's a fun, fun group. Uh, I'm gonna name this. Uh, I, I, I typically like make make silly names, but like the the one that picked out tonight was Andy's Harmony. Yeah, <laughs> so Andy's Harmony. Yeah. Oh, but I can't, I can't, I can't leave out Abby. No, it's, it's Abby's, Abby's Harmony. harmony. <laughs> right it's Abby's Harmony. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm in in my portion of the show, uh, and this is Laura's portion. So welcome to the Buddy Gauntlet. Why was I going for this? The buddy gauntlet. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't do that. (laughs) I literally almost fought you. Okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway. All right. So if you've heard the podcast, this is the part of the show where Jeremy asks three very tricky questions. That you are not prepped on. You're not prepared for. Um, And so... We ask that you go with your gut and please follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. Okay. You have no idea. Uncomfortable. So good. Go with your gut. That's what he wants. Yeah. Is uncomfort. <laughs> go with your gut. For both of you, your top musical influence. Oh my gosh. Right. I have trouble with questions like this. Mm. 
Like we have to choose one <laughs> answer? I would say probably Angus Young from ACDC. Because that's what got me playing guitar, and that's what started the music for me. What a name, Angus. Angus. Right? I, I would have thought you would have said something really different. Don't you give it, like to him. Don't you give it to him. Don't you give it to him. Give me the answer. For <laughs> some reason, I like my first thought was you, like someone for you than for me. Oh, we wouldn't do that to you, but that's a great idea for our next that's couple. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, like name each other's influences. Yeah. See if you have the same answer. Oh, yeah. Like a dating game. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Abby? Um... <laughs> For some reason, the first thing that comes to my mind is Carrie Underwood. I love it. <laughs> She's amazing. She is. And I think <laughs> just Power because house. I listened to her so much when I was a kid. I mean, I don't, you know, sorry, Carrie. And not, I haven't, like, listened to her recently, but... That's just the first thing that comes to my mind. Hey, right. Great. Influential. That's all that matters. <laughs> all you right. You did so good and you follow the rules. I'm going to even give you guys yeah. this for following the rules. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Staring at those buttons. We did it. Thank you, live audience. Okay. <laughs> Second question. Top non-musical influence. This tells us a lot about who you are as a moral being. Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's such a so true. It's very true. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> I was really. Hurt. I mean, is like mom. A, mom is a great. Mom is answer. a great oh, answer. I have the best mom. She helps. Like when I first started my business, and I was just doing like family photos, really at the beginning of my business, and I got a wedding inquiry, and I was like, "Mom, like I don't think I can do a wedding," and she was like, "You can do it, and I'm gonna come with you and help you." And ever since then, she's been my second shooter at all of my weddings. She comes to every single wedding with me and is my second shooter. So. Shout out to mom. Yeah. Shout out to mom. Go Abby's mom. Yeah. I've got, honestly, I've got to say my parents were huge influences when I was growing up. Because they, I mean, just like your your mom and your parents, like my, my parents were every sporting event, every band event, anything like that. I mean, we're playing heavy metal shows at biker bars. My mom's over there like, Taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 definitely influenced me a ton. Don't I'm like, you just drink, both, honey. Don't you dare right. drink. She didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean they're just the best people I know, and they've been so great and influential and just supportive of everything that I've ever wanted to do. So that's probably my answer as well. Shout out to the Rents. The yellow button. I love it. Shout out to the Rents. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when you got good ones, you yeah. know. Okay, the last question of the buddy gauntlet. Y'all making this look real easy. So, each of your future goal as a married couple. Each of our future goals. This is appropriate for newlyweds. I I wrote it. I wrote it to put them on the spot. I like it. Yeah, that's a future goal as a married couple. (laughs) (laughs) Cricket us. Crickets? (laughs) Thank you. I was chiming. Fill the silence with... Silence. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always really wanted to have kids and teach them music. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of my biggest goals. Love that answer. I can see it now. Y'all playing every night. Family Continuing. band. Continuing. Oh, my God. They were playing with it. Cora pre-show. And, like, Cora, Corey went up to them. Will you play with me? I'm like, we got to record, honey. Like In Three minutes. Yeah. And it was 12 minutes later. <laughs> Horrible, horrible parenting. <laughs> I think that's amazing parenting. Yes. All right, what about you, Abby? Um, I I love your answer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
I think just, like, being able to support each other in, like, not only the music scene, but just, like, each other's passions in general Mm -hmm. is a really big goal for me. It's huge. It's huge. Wow. Heard it here first, everyone. Yeah. I know. Because thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You guys have been yeah, a delight. Yeah. So Thanks for having Did that us. feel like an hour? No. Was that an hour? It was yeah. an hour and seven minutes. You did it. Get that guitar out. Look at like, us go. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for yeah, this. I know. <laughs> um, Abby, do you know what you're going to sing and play for us? I'll let you kind of cue it up. Um, we were between two. Like, when we were walking the door, Andy was like, actually, do you want to do this song? So, um, whatever he wants Last to do. Last minute change up. Do you want to do that one? Oh, my what gosh. What you said? <laughs> Is it a surprise? Do we say it? No, tell no. us. Tell okay. us. Just oh. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna do "Linger" by the Cranberries. Oh, oh man. So let me let me. If keep you hear a harmony, oh, shout. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Beats, Brews, and Buddies. Uh, we really appreciate Andy and Abby. This has been a lot of fun tonight. So give it up for Abby and Andy, and we'll see you guys next time.
Do you have to let it linger?